Welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I'm doing great. You want to know why? Why is that? Because it's Foo Fighters Week here on the <laughs> Complete Guide to Everything. We don't have weeks. Like it's a it's a weekly show, Tim. Everything is get your uh, okay. Get your daily dose of foo only on the complete guide to everything. That's not. I mean, and I need you afterwards to put in the cues, the you know guitar riffs. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Tim. I feel like this is one of the like uh, longest time coming uh, episodes, right? Tune in, turn up, <laughs> rock out. Foo Fighters Week on the Complete Guide to Everything. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Tom, I and the two of us, mm-hmm. whether we're together or we're apart, mm-hmm. are usually talking about the Foo Fighters. <laughs> That's not true. That might have been true when we were 16. It's kind of true for me. Because, like, <laughs> here's the thing, Tom. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think they're a very good band. Anymore. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I still use them to explain <laughs> pretty much. They use like certain parts of their career as metaphors for things that I have to talk about. Like in what? Life. How? I don't know. Like if somebody's going through like a if bad breakup, like, I'll be like, oh, you know, I like know. I know she walked out on you, but like. I don't know. Pat Smear thought he didn't want to be in the band, and then a few but years look at later that. he came back. It was even a few. It was a long time. Yeah, and you'll be the Dave Grohl accepting him back into the band when he falls on, you know. Yeah, so that's, that's how you use it to relate to other people. Yeah, when they pretty much about, when they tell you about your their problems, not yeah. your problems. Or Do people tell you a lot about your problems? Do people tell me a lot about my problems yeah. to my face? Yeah. No. I oh. hear them well, talking behind that. my back. Usually when I'm walking into a room, mm-hmm. I hear people uh, murmuring about me and my faults. And uh, instead of walking into the room, I just stand outside the doorway and silently, silently weep. Silently sob. Yeah. <laughs> they're right. Yeah. I mean, they're usually right. Sure. Tom, th- look. I don't know specifically what they were talking about, but you got a laundry list of faults. <sighs> Should we go through Starting them, with your laundry list. I, I do have a very long laundry list. Yeah, it's too long. What is a laundry like, list? Is it, is it like, all right, shirts, pants, hmm. underwear? I think probably like uh, like dry cleaning you have a laundry list because you're like giving them individual items. But is that, like, how did we get, where? what's the etymology of this? Uh, I don't know. Maybe people used to have to have like a list that told them like the like an instructions. Like, all right, first laundry, thing. They used to just fill up the tub. Right, and they got a washboard, no, and they scraped their clothes against. They the go board. down to the river and use the washboard. Yeah, that's true. Is that a do? Uh, does anybody has anybody gone back to using washboards now? Because everybody likes old timey stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And not just. I mean, using a washboard as an instrument, as a musical instrument, that never went out of style. Yeah, but. no, Tom. I know you are a big fan of skiffle. <laughs> yep. Music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. uh Several uh, washboards yourself, uh, and uh, several uh, skiffle collections. Uh, uh, you know, uh, box sets. Yeah, I mean, the Beatles were a skiffle band when they got started. Well, is that true? Yeah, who, most of those bands were. Who who played the washboard? I don't know. Uh, Ringo. Yeah. No, Ringo was nowhere to be found. Yeah, 
Ringo was like, uh, maybe that's maybe that's the only reason when he joined the band, he was like, I can't play the washboard, lads. And they were like, all right, well, we'll figure something else out. Sure. <laughs> Probably what happened. <laughs> you know who else started as a skiffle band? Who? The Foo Fighters. That's not true. Uh, well, that's technically not true. Uh, the front man of the the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, was the washboard player in a famous skiffle band <laughs> called uh, Nirvana. No, that, you, you've got your facts mixed up a little bit, Tim. What are you? Talking as a about? big Foo Fighters fan, I'm I'm surprised that you've you've gone this long being misinformed. <sighs> I mean, I never went to actually listen to Nirvana. Not mm-hmm. my kind of thing. Not into skiffle. <laughs> right. But apparently, uh, Dave Grohl's washboard skills very much translate to the electric guitar or playing basic chords on, a, on an electric guitar. <laughs> Tim, they weren't a skivel band. They were a grungy band. Grungy? They played grungy music. Well, that, sound, that sounds unpleasant. Yeah, well, Tim, sometimes rock and roll isn't pleasant. So were you a big Nirvana fan when you were a kid? I was not a big Nirvana fan. You know what, though? I was not a big... I You didn't like any music that wasn't in video games. <laughs> No, I didn't even really like video game music. I don't know. I watched everything. Like, you know, I watch MTV like any cool kid. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Tim, if somebody tells you I didn't watch MTV as a teenager, they're a liar. I watched MTV, but I only watched uh, MTV Sports Mm -hmm. and House of Style. Oh, I only watched The Grind. What? I would love it. All right, the grind uh-huh. for anybody who's like <laughs> at all younger than us yeah. or not in our country. Yeah, I feel like we were probably too young to even like know what the grind. Yeah, it was they played music mm-hmm. and then had like teenagers and young adults. No, it wasn't the grind. Dance. The uh, which one was the? Uh, oh, it was just that the grind had the grind workout tape that they always have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like I would like to go back and see just how pervy these episodes of the grind. Yeah, I never were. thought about that, huh? And because it was just like, hey, we're gonna play like you know the top hits for a half hour. Yeah, and we're just gonna intercut the video with teenagers dancing. Yeah, in a you know in a on a. And, small soundstage somewhere. Yeah, and it always seemed like it was like marketed to be like a little risque, right? Because it was called the grind. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think they were probably violating some laws there. Uh, they might have had to de- at least the laws of good taste. Yeah, they might have like destroyed all those tapes except for like a couple like pervy old MTV executives from the early nineties. How did they find? Oh, I guess they must have had like auditions. Let's what see if people could dance. Yeah, they go out to the clubs, Tom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that's probably where they recruited them. They were like, you got nice moves. I work for MTV. <laughs> you think they went to places where, like, people weren't dancing to see if <laughs> what they no, were doing? No, I thought like, they just had, like, an open casting call. Like, I like the way down. you flip burgers. That's kind of like an arm movement in a popular yeah, dance. Can you turn that into a dance? Yeah. Because if you can, I'd like to introduce you to uh, Eric Nies from... Uh, Eric Nies, you idiot. Eric Nies from uh, uh, The Real World. We've got a. He's got a. He's got a show now. The 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 first breakout star from the real world. Uh, but my point was going to be that um, uh, I like Nirvana as much as the next guy, but I wasn't like. Uh, they were just on all the time on MTV. I feel like even as like a kid, they were like played out to me. The first album, like already, sure. it was just like yeah. every other video, like them and Pearl Jam. Like I. 
used to not like Pearl Jam at all just because they played Jeremy so much. Yeah, but you didn't feel for that little boy? The first hundred times, sure. But then I was like, oh, this video again? Just show some new videos, guys. Show some show it's, something else. They're giving the teens what they wanted. Yeah. So uh, I I wasn't a, like a huge Nirvana fan at all, but you know I liked him as much as the next guy. You know what I was, Tom? What? I was a poser. <laughs> some would say you still are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> accurate. Um, I really liked Nevermind. Uh huh. And I really liked In Utero when it came out. Right. Um, and then like, you pretended like you liked them since Bleach. I didn't even. I didn't even do that. Like I just never listened to Bleach. I was like, that's probably not my kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't. I I made no bones about it. I guess I wasn't a poser. I was just a guy that was like uninterested. You were like everybody in, else in at, at the time. Like, no, Bleach wasn't a big hit for them. It was yeah, never but mind. Like, that blew the lid once off. they once they broke. Yeah. With Nevermind, everybody mm-hmm. went back to Bleach. Yeah, because they only had that one other album at the time. Yeah. I uh, never bought Incesticide. Mm. You know what I really hate in uh in the beginning of uh Nirvana Unplugged when it was uh they play about a girl mm-hmm. and you know it's just some like jerk uh <laughs> like uh I was gonna cuss. There's no need to cuss on this is a family program. There's some there's some jerk in the crowd that you know is like some like music writer or something mm-hmm. and they play a song off Bleach. You know they open yeah, up yeah. about a girl. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah. He had to be the first guy to be like, yeah, I recognize this song. Oh, I know what you're playing. It's a deep cut. Hate that guy. <laughs> so there's a specific guy you're talking about. Yeah, whoever was oh. in the audience that went like, yeah, the first. And, and ruins Could the... you hear? Yeah. And it's like, oh, that you know was going to be like the definitive acoustic version of that no, song. No, I'm not but... saying he's sullying the track. I just felt like. You needed to you needed to have that yeah of recognition mm-hmm. so that everybody in the room and then turns out everybody throughout eternity will know, oh, this guy, this guy knows track six off of Bleach or whatever it is. I don't know because I'm too cool to know. I'm not a poser. Tom. Well, that guy today is the head of Sony Music, Tim. It might have been at the time the head of Sony Music. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so you were into Nirvana and that's how you got into Foo Fighters. Yeah. Cause I was also a drummer and I was also like a 12 year old drummer or a 13 year old drummer. <laughs> a little drummer boy. Little drummer boy. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> I always, that phrase always escapes me. Um, I was a little drummer boy and uh, I was playing my drums uh-huh. and then I was like, uh, I like this guy, uh, Dave Grohl. David right? Grohl. David Grohl. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the guy with the nostrils on TV. <laughs> yeah, and the long hair. Yeah. And uh, then uh, the, the unpleasant thing happened to the to the skiffle band. <laughs> and uh, what was it? Like uh, drowned in the river while washing his clothes? <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody ever, you know, found out for yeah. sure. The records, they didn't keep good records back no. then. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, so anyway, it was just, you know, it was a tough life on the homestead. So anyway, uh, and I heard rumors, because there was no internet. I mean, there was an internet, but it was just yeah, like garbage. war games and stuff, right? <laughs> uh, it was complicated. It was very, com- it was either very complicated or the stuff that was easy, you could get through the entire internet in like a half hour. Yeah. First time I used, what was the first time you used the internet, Tom? Uh, 
probably like a, like a terminal type thing. But like, do you remember what you did on it? A CompuServe. But like, what did you like look up? I don't even know what the hell I did on it. Me. I think I just like went on and was confused. Uh, me and our friend Chris, mm-hmm. we he had CompuServe at his house, and it was like the first time we were trying it out. Yeah. What was it like ninety four, ninety five, maybe? Yeah, probably around there. And we were like, this internet thing is really gonna change the whole world. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that we were able to find was uh, the winners of the MTV Movie Awards. Okay. Because. Back then, oh, they, they didn't. It. They pre-taped them. Yeah, but this wasn't like somebody leaked them. I think it was like from an article in Variety, because <laughs> like nobody cares who wins yeah. the MT. It's not yeah. the Oscars. Yeah, it, it was wasn't the nineteen ninety-five, and we were like, "This thing is going to change our lives," and nobody knows about it. And you went, you went to the bookie immediately. That's what we were like. <laughs> we can make so many bets on this, and like I think we like went and like begged his mom to like. Drive us to Atlantic City. It'd be like, what? We had to put bets on on the MTV yeah, Movie you kids Awards. Are scumbags. <laughs> we we have an inside scoop. Yeah. You must understand. And she's like, No, it's public. Oh God, you idiots! And then we uh we got got bored with that idea. <laughs> so anyway, uh-huh. I think I read in like a Rolling Stone magazine or something. Mm-hmm. That the drummer for 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 Nirvana had a record. I who was there the day it came out at the Wall. You remember the Wall? I the, remember uh, the Wall, the, yeah. the old record store. Yeah, the chain record store. The morning it came out, Tim, the, Tim. the little drummer boy, the, the little drummer boy himself, the the, <laughs> the proverbial little drummer boy. The yeah, every. Were you the only one waiting there? Were you lined up outside? For I was not. Oh. Um, I remember my dad was kind enough to drive me. Mm-hmm. Was um, this a school day? No. Uh, I feel like it was a holiday weekend, though. It was around July 4th or yeah, something. Um, I feel like I might have gone a day early to get it, and they had it out. Yeah, because a lot of times back then, the same thing. They were like, eh. That's the thing. Before the internet, you can get shit early all the time because it was like, well, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Upload it for the entire world to steal? (laughs) Uh, Well, I I brought it back to Chris's house and we tried to put it on CompuServe. Yeah. So anyway, I felt like nobody knew who this was. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, uh, Tom, I fell in love. (laughs) So uh, flash forward to last week. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, the culmination of my Foo Fighters career, seeing <laughs> well, them I don't know at if you uh, could really call it a career. Seeing them at City Field yeah. here in in New York, yeah, probably the biggest venue you've seen them at, right? Yeah, because there were what? Uh, how many thousands of people there? Two, three thousand people. No, Tom, it's got to be more than that. I don't know, tens of thousands. Yeah, for their stadium show, mm-hmm. bunch of families. Bunch of old folks. You were getting so mad. You're like, there's so many kids here. And I was like, I haven't seen one kid. There were there was a row of kids right in front of us, Tom. Uh yeah, there was. But aside from them, I didn't see any kids. Well, I saw them everywhere. Open your eyes, man. You're always looking up. I'm looking down so I don't well, step on any kids. You should be looking up to the stars, Tim. That's where you gotta shoot. That's good advice, Tom. <laughs> Write that down. 
So anyway, I was just like, ah, of these guys are all posers. <laughs> yeah, I remember. You kept loudly <laughs> proclaiming that everybody else there was a poser because they weren't at the wall the day, or the day of or the day before the first album came out. Yeah. Well, it's true. Maybe they should all turn in their Foo Fighter fan club cards because nobody wants to hear from a bunch of posers. So is that first album still your favorite album? Uh, of theirs? Or of, of theirs, the, of theirs. Because for a while, it was my favorite album of all time. Right, when you were a little drummer boy. When I was a little drummer boy. Um, no. I mean, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it wasn't for a while. It was overtaken by The Color and the Shape the for a little album. while. But, uh, man... That first record. That first record, he had something to prove. No, he d- did nothing, though. What do you mean? Like, he recorded that and mm-hmm. was just going to put it on a tape and just distribute it throughout the Seattle Well, he community. did that with Pocket Watch. Yeah. The, uh, the, the kind of early version of that first album, which I'm amazed. They must just not have, like, those master tapes yeah. to have not put that out as a special release. Yeah, because like to this day, you can. It only got put out on tape, and Pocket Watch is this uh, Dave Grohl thing. It's like uh, demo tapes, kind of. Yeah, and it's while he was in Nirvana. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, I think they like made like a hundred cassettes, and that was it. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, I feel like nowadays, yeah, if they could get a nice master version, they would put that out as a special release. Remember when they had those original cassettes on eBay in like the late nineties? Vaguely. And I feel like it was like sixty dollars for a cassette <laughs> it's tape. Probably worth so much money now. Yeah. Although I feel like that's one of those things where it'd be very hard to verify its authenticity. That's true. And also who collects things? Losers. I'm looking hey, at Hey, don't look at my list. toys. Yeah. Um Tom, what about you? That I first? don't. I don't collect those. I play with them, Tim. You, you are a level one Foo Fighters poser, <laughs> right? I'm a Johnny Come Lately because I got into them during their second album. Yeah, once you were like, oh, they have a song on the Scream Two soundtrack. <laughs> my yeah, my favorite movie. What song was it on the Scream Two? If it said, uh, "Dear Lover." Oh yeah, the B side. Well, yeah. Um, they really burned some uh, clunkers on some 90s <laughs> soundtracks. Yeah, they were on uh, the X-Files movie soundtrack. Walking After You, the re-recorded version yeah. that like took everything that was like remotely cool out of the worst song on The Color of the Shape yeah. and like just made it worse. They were like, hey, I give it to the X-Files. They did do a cover of- Make uh, it an X-File. Gary Newman's oh, uh, yeah, Down, Down in, in the, the park. park for the X-Files TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dave Grohl's in the X Files TV show. Yeah, he has a very small little cameo. A long hair that walks by. So long hair. Um, no, I specifically remember uh, seeing, of course, like seeing the the video for Monkey Wrench and thinking like, oh, this is like a fun video. This is a fun song. This is cool. But it was uh, the premiere of Everlong that really got me into them. And I remember it was on 120 minutes. Matt Pinfield. And the pimp. <laughs> and they called him the pimp. I don't think anybody called him that. But uh, I remember it was at like midnight or whatever, and I was like falling asleep. So I was in like the perfect state to watch a, a video that was all about uh, like dreams. Yeah. And I was like, man, what? I went out the next day and bought the album and, and never then, looked back. Tom, 
we bonded over that record. Yeah, that's how we became buddies. Because our friend groups merged. Yeah. That summer, mm-hmm. but also you were intent on being wait, really wait. mean to me all the time. <laughs> I was mean to everyone. You were. Yeah. I, Tom, <laughs> I'm gonna bring this up. Uh, you, I read an interview on a blog with mm-hmm. you, <laughs> and uh, the about your book, yeah, uh, the metal series, <laughs> and uh, he, uh, the the interviewer he or she asked you like, uh, what do you have in common with the uh, character, uh, the, the main character, in your book. Uh-huh. and uh, you were like, uh, "Well, he uses humor to deal with some tough situations, yeah. and that pretty much got me through high school." Uh-huh. It's like, Tom, you were a bully in high school. <laughs> you was used, that a bully? You used humor at other people, cheap humor at other people's <laughs> expense, to so they'd feel bad about themselves, and you could feel better about yourself. Oh, that's how I became class president, Tim, twice. Well, that and growing a goatee. <laughs> yeah, I was able to buy beer. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Yeah, so that's how we became buddies. Yeah. You you were the first one to, uh, out of a long list of people mm-hmm. uh, in very many different contexts to say, hey, you know a lot about the Foo Fighters. Yeah. But I was the first one to say, tell me more. Yeah. I, it took me a couple of weeks to tell you about that first album. I remember you being like, you didn't tell me there was another album. No, I knew there was another album. You um, reacted like uh, like Jenny Lewis <laughs> and Fred Savage at the end of The Wizard when they're like, and uh, in, in the finals, mm-hmm. this little boy is going to have to play a new game, Super Mario 3. And uh, Jenny Lewis and Fred Savage went, a new game? That was you. No, I knew about that. Another album. Because... The singles off the first album were played like crazy on K Rock. Oh yeah, like all like I it confused me to this day that um uh which one is it that doesn't have a like a video? Uh, I'll stick around. I'll stick video. around. No, no there's a, a call. Doesn't have a video. Oh yeah, because that was, that song was on constantly. Really? Yeah, that's a really good song. Yeah. I never gave that song. All right, Tom. Uh, so so real quick. Uh huh. First album before we leave. Uh, first before we leave it. <laughs> okay. Best song, worst song, sleeper hit. Uh, mm. Best song, good grief. Really? Yeah. I'd give Love that a sleeper, maybe. No, my sleeper is exhausted. Okay. And worst song, big me. Hmm. I'd say worst song, floaty. No, I like floaty. Yeah, I know. I just hated <laughs> it at the time. I just didn't like those airy. Uh, uh, I was just like, "What are you guys trying to be? Like uh, the Lilith Fair here? <laughs> An acoustic guitar? Are you play, trying to like... be that new Lilith Fair?" <laughs> it was at the time. It was a very timely joke. <laughs> right, it was one of your monologue jokes. <laughs> Whatever we were listening Ugh, to. Have it. you guys heard about this uh, uh, Foo Fighters deep cut floaty? What is this? Uh, that new Lilith Fair? Ooh, what are they talking to be on the? Lilith Fair, um, best song. Yeah, Tom. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go with "This Is a Call." It's a pretty good song. Yeah, I mean the thing that makes the album good is there's not a clunker on it. That's the thing. It's a tight album. Sleeper, uh, ecstatic. Yeah, that song rules, <laughs> and it never got its due. I don't think they ever learned how to play it live. No. I don't think they that's, ever played that's it. That's the live. one song off the first album I've never seen them play live. Yeah. 
listening to Foo Fighters Week on the Complete Guide <laughs> to Everything. And what, get food. And what's what's your uh, what's your your least favorite? Uh, floaty, I think. Oh, okay, you said that already. Yeah, or maybe no. Good grief. Oh, do you son of a bitch? Yeah, just to make. Uh, yeah. There's not a bad song on that. Tim, album. I'm gonna have to be mean to you again. Tom, uh, you don't understand. The last 20 years has been me trying to make up for that. I'll keep trying. Being real mean to you. This week's episode of The Complete Guide to Everything is supported by Sidekick by HubSpot. With Sidekick, you can have powerful contact insight right in your inbox. Seamlessly integrated email tools for Gmail, Apple Mail, and Outlook. Receive live notifications when somebody opens and clicks on your emails. Sidekick installs in less than 25 seconds. And you can save, and, and it can save you up to 124 hours each year. Tom? What would you do with all that time, Tim? That's a day plus <laughs> another 100 hours. <laughs> that's some nice quick math there, Tim. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I'm here for. I've, I got my calculator out, and uh, I'm calculating all the you time. You can go on a vacation with that much time. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, you can go on a vacation, and also when you plan a vacation, you have to use emails. Yeah. Sidekick helps you with that, too. Yeah, so emails. it's save you even more time. Yeah. Over 200,000 users trust Sidekick to help them maintain control over their inbox. So you can go to getsidekick.com slash everything to get your first month of Sidekick for free. That website, once again, getsidekick.com slash everything, and you get your first month uh, for free. No strings attached. Ooh. Tom, do you think we're talking too much about the Foo Fighters? Tim, it's Foo Fighters Week. It's Foo Fighters Week here that's, on the Complete Guide to Everything. That's what people have tuned in for. All right, Tim, so second album, The Color and the Shape. Go foo yourself this week on the Complete Guide to Everything. The color and the shape. Tim and Tom, two guys who really know how to fight foo. <laughs> That's the album where they really took off. This is when the Iron Fist of Grohl. <laughs> well, it's w- when they became like a real band. Yeah, they were a scrappy underdog story, and then they this is this is their pivot, and this is a very good album. It's a great album, mm-hmm. front to back. Love this album. However. Mm. He he kicked out the drummer. They, all right, so he, he recruited kicked out the drummer because he's a better drummer. Yeah. Oh well, we'll see what happens afterwards, Tom. <laughs> uh, we, oh, I can't wait ma- to hear. It would make sense uh, if that were the case. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he re- he 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 released this album uh, to success. He picked up the rhythm section uh, from Sunny Day Real Estate, mm-hmm. Nate Mendel and William Goldsmith on bass and drums, respectively. Mm-hmm. He picked up his old Foo Fighters uh, Nirvana. Nirvana cohort, touring guitarist, Pat Smear, uh, who was also in The Germs, mm-hmm. uh, who was like a seminal you know, yeah, guy in the like scene a, back yeah, then. Yeah, he was a scene guy. Uh, and then uh, they record their album in, in Washington. Mm-hmm. And then he took, and then Dave Grohl was like, this is great, guys. Great work. <laughs> I'm Dave Grohl. I'm going to go take this down to Los Angeles. Yeah. And then he's in Los Angeles, and he's like, I'm going to re-record all the drum tracks. And then when the drummer calls and asks, like, hey, what's going on? I'm going to be like, oh, nothing. I'm just going <laughs> to re-record a couple of them. Yeah. Don't worry about it. 
and uh, just re-recorded the whole record, which the drums on that are great. Wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't redo uh, the two like slow nothing parts, probably because yeah. it w- would have been like too boring. <laughs> the first song, Doll, it's like, oh, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, that was fine. And then uh, the first half of Up in Arms, or just mm-hmm. the slow part of Up in yeah. Arms. Anyway, great album, but you're, he's showing that like... Uh, he's, he's a tyrant. Going, yeah. Uh, best song. Best song ever long. New Way Home. Also a good song. Gets you through some tough times, man. Mm-hmm. Sleeper hit. Sleep, uh, a little song called Everlong. <laughs> Mine's Hey Johnny Park. It's a good song. Uh, I'm going to go with either Wind Up. Mm-hmm. I'll go with Wind Up, just for that part where he goes, My only secret <laughs> is that I'll never tell y'all. This is also like hell there. This is also dangerous territory. This is when he learned, like, oh, I can just scream. Yeah, if I scream, people will like it. It's like, uh, well, in, in the moderation. Right yeah, in moderation. If the song around it is good, uh, you know what I hate that uh, Dave Grohl does live, and he's done this all the time. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like to end uh, a sentence singing, probably because he can't hit the note. He's not a very good singer. He's not a very good guitar <laughs> player. It's fine. Like, yeah, that's, he's a very good drummer. That's that was his lot in life. Um, but he's he, at at this point. I think he was a, an excellent songwriter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he just got lazy. I think, uh, or I think that you know, I, everybody's got a shelf life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean mm-hmm. with creative things. Well, I mean that first album. It was you know the the singer of his band had killed himself like at their peak. Uh, so you know his friend died. The and Skiffle Man. <laughs> the Skiffle Man, Tim. Uh, Kurt Cobain, the godfather of Skiffle? So, you know, that was just kind of a like, oh, what do I do now yeah. type thing. And he went out and made this album. And then the second album, it was like, oh, I didn't really expect that to become a band. Now it's a band. But at the same time, apparently, like his personal life is falling apart. He's going through a divorce and stuff. Tom, we're, we, we promised him we wouldn't talk about So, this. So I think that he had like those two albums. It was like. By no means were things going bad for him, but it was like, oh, there's something here. There's something uh, uh, against me that I can, you know, fight against. And what is this thing? It's foo. Wow, um, oh, Tom. <laughs> eloquently put. But then, no, ab- I understand. Once but you then after like that, it was like. No problems. You, you yeah, don't have you've got nothing to write, to write songs about. Uh, yeah, and that's what it was. After that, it was like, well, now I'm really rich really respected by like everyone because eh. i was no at that point like it was like oh i was in this band that everybody's saying it was you know the best band of the the 90s and now i started a side project people like this too you know who wasn't i'm saying dating that, celebrities you um, know who wasn't saying that courtney love his old nemesis yeah old uh courtney lover smith <laughs> uh so that's why I think, though, after that, it was like, I'm on top of the world. I'm going to just write songs about how fucking awesome everything is. Yeah, which could be nice sometimes. Could be, yeah. And and he's got songs on the first two albums that are kind of like, not really the first one, I guess. But the second one, it's got songs that are kind of like upbeat and... You, the best part about the uh, first album is that he had no confidence in his vocals. Yeah. Um. So he like at least double tracked everything 
And he made like nonsense lyrics because I think he was kind of self conscious about yeah. like. Yeah, people are at their feelings. best uh, when they're not that confident. <laughs> I don't think that that's necessarily true. Artistically, I think so. Otherwise, because once people are confident, everybody's like, well, that Kanye West, he is a braggadocious fella. <laughs> no, I don't think that that's true. Like, if you go and see like a. Uh, like a, a comedian that's not confident, like then it's like, what? What's he saying? He's just mumbling. Like, uh, yeah, it's relatable. <laughs> well, I disagree. Well, I respectfully disagree with your disagreement. Well, I guess we'll have to. Agree I disrespectfully. To um. So, uh, okay. Uh, worst song on the color and the shape. Oh, uh, say it on the count of three. One, two, three. My hero. Up for you. Uh, <laughs> But at the time, My Hero was good, but that's another one that was played out. And also, like, enough of that song, guys. Yeah. Enough Gatorade commercials and Olympic promos. like And uh, trailers for Varsity Blues. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sl- oh, we did the sleeper. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the version of Walking After You on... Uh, on Color and the Shape isn't that bad. What was... I? What is the deal with the name of that record? I've never... The color and the shape, and yeah. it's got the, the British spelling yeah. of color. Just uh, trying to be a pretentious. Well, there's that song, The Color and the Shape, the B-side, which is awesome. Yeah. It says a bad word in it. Yep. Um, uh, th- 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 he Okay, so Dave Grohl was like, all right, I kicked the drummer out. Great. I uh-huh. redid all the drum parts. Uh, oh, no, we have to go on tour. I can't play. I can't be a one-man band situation. He probably tried. They probably were like, bring in the engineers. Yeah. I want to be a one-man band. He was thinking it was going to be as easy from back in his skiffle days mm-hmm. when it was just strap a yeah, washboard was to like, your oh, leg. No, yeah, yeah. The, the old guy in my band, no, he played the cymbals with his knees yeah. and uh, the accordion with his feet. Wow, mm-hmm. he's playing the skiffle, no problem. Yeah. And they were like, no, nah, the rock and roll instruments... You have to understand they're not the same as the skiffle instruments. Yeah. It's not going to be as easy. Yeah. So he was like, I know where I'll go uh, to find the best rock drummer for my rock and roll band. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alanis Morissette's touring yeah, drummer. I'll, I'll poach her touring drummer. Uh, and he, also, he's like a surfer dude who like seems really lame. <laughs> All right. Let's make him the drummer to my band. Yeah. Foo Fighters week here on the Complete Guide. Look, I got nothing against the guy, Taylor Hawkins. He seems like a great guy. Um, but, like, just let Dave Grohl play drums on all the records. Yeah, but you don't want to be that guy who's, like... A know. touring drummer for Alanis Morissette? No. Look, many, many guys uh, don't play on records. Well, maybe no. that's what it was. Maybe when he was in Alanis Morissette... Uh, she was like, listen, pal, I play all the drums in the studio. Yeah, she does. And he was like, I'm never letting myself uh, be uh, subjugated like that again. The next band I'm in, I'm going to insist that I play the drums. I feel like as soon as he entered... No, they did the tour. Pat Smear left. They got Franz Stahl to play mm-hmm. guitar. He played in Scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, like He kept bringing back all his like uh, old uh, hardcore and yeah. punk rock buddies. Um, that guy lasted not very long. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, uh, yeah, that guy never recorded. He was a touring guitarist. Yeah. Then at some point Taylor Hawkins must've like, uh, 
hypnotize Dave Grohl or something. <laughs> Do you think that happened? He's like, you're going to give me like half creative control of this band and we're going to... Yeah, even though I just kind of stepped into it. He's a great drummer. But like he's more like a Stuart Copeland than a, than a Dave Grohl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like a flashier, prog-rockier type drummer. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's not fine. <laughs> well, as evidenced by their first letdown of a record, mm-hmm. but not their last. Uh, there's nothing left to lose. I look back upon this record fondly, Tom. I listened to it the other night. Yeah. Drunk on the subway home from the Foo Fighters concert. Mm-hmm. Um, better than I remember. I mean, it's got some solid songs on it. Sure this was does. like this was the first album of theirs that was kind of hit or miss, though. This was the wise. first album of theirs that you pirated off the internet. I don't think so, Tim. Tim, that was the late 90s. I could go to jail forever for doing that. <laughs> you wrote me an email. We were kind of friends. Yeah. Well, we were... We were Foo Fighters friends. <laughs> Foo friends. Uh, I was in college, but you weren't yet? No, I was in college. Okay. Maybe. No, I wasn't. Uh, you were left back? Yeah. I want to talk about it. <laughs> You wrote me an email, I remember, it was like late at night, and you were like, Tim, I just want to let you know, you will soon be in receipt of something very special, (laughs) for I have gotten an advanced copy of the Foo Fighters' new album, There Is Nothing Left to Lose, off of the internet. And the most efficient way to get it to you was to burn it to a CD and and mail it. And send it through the mail, and I remember being like, oh, and I was like... Through multiple state lines. Yeah. And also, I was thinking, like, oh, dear God, I hope it's, like, one that works in my CD player. Because it's back in the time when you burn a CD. And, like, half the time it it wouldn't play. for no reason would not work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It worked. And uh, I was... uh, So I didn't have to wait to release day to be a little disappointed. And I feel like I got that, like, months before. That was back when things would leak super yeah. early. Well, it was after we had heard Learn to Fly. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was released as a single, and it was like, uh-oh. Uh. <laughs> well, I don't know is, about this. This is a revolting development. Yeah. And then I remember thinking, well, the drum part in the verse is kind of interesting. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's, if, <laughs> if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, the, the rhythmic. No, but then they'd put out a little tiny chunk of stacked actors. Oh, yeah. And that was when it was like, oh, all right. And then another tiny clip of uh, M.I.A. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I don't remember that. Just the build in that? Yeah. Whew. Um, so it, it, they recorded it. in. This is seriously like all the press and promo for this album was like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, we just kicked back uh, in Virginia and had some beers. Uh, yeah. We only had one car to go to town, and we had a fog hat tape that was stuck <laughs> in the tape deck. Uh-huh. So we just kind of rocked that. And it was the first uh, instance of the Dave Grohl, like, just fucking laid back party yeah. guy. I'm just here to rock. Yeah. Who, like, uh, who's got any troubles in the world? I've got all the money. Like, yeah. even if this band flames out, I'm going to be rich forever off Nirvana royalties. Yeah. They got, they picked up Chris Shiflet from Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. Uh-huh. Uh, and No Use for a Name. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was an odd choice. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go with, like, new punks now. 
Well, they had a... Uh, Probably Taylor was like, I need another guy to go surfing with me. <laughs> they had a like open casting call. Yeah, and then they were like, Nate, what remember do you think? The... And he's like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> Check's getting... still clear, right? <laughs> getting paid right now. Uh, because I remember, um, I think you had told me and I had watched it that uh, there was a guy on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and that was like his interesting fact that he had auditioned for Foo Fighters. Probably. Yeah. During that session. Uh, I hate when bands do that. Have an like, open casting call. We're platinum. Come on, come on in. Anybody can do that. It's like that can't be the way that works. Well, it wasn't like an open casting call. It was like a you know, hey, uh, everybody. I get it because especially like all those dudes had so many connections to people. Yeah, they probably just made sense. And of course, at that time, it was like, yeah, anybody who you know. And Dave Grohl played with in a band in the late 80s or wherever is like, you're looking for a guitarist? Yes, I would love to do that. And all the other guys, too. And I'm sure like their management and agents are like, no, we got a guy. We got a guy. Yeah. So you have to do like a, all right, we'll make it fair. Bring everybody in. Have the whole band there. That's just the way things go. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> just Just get your friend to play guitar. He did that, and it didn't work out. He's got more than two friends, Tom. Maybe he doesn't, Tim. Maybe that's what all the songs are really about. Do you think he wanted to surround himself at this time with people he didn't care about so that he could exert complete <laughs> control without having to be like... Maybe, not and not have to break hearts. Yeah, or like just break the hearts of underlings. Yeah. But then what happened in the recording of One by One? Mm-hmm. He broke Taylor's heart, as evidenced by the cover of the album. What do you mean? A broken heart. Oh, oh. Anyway. Well, that's the next album. Yeah, that's the next album. Uh, uh, Best song off of uh, There Is Nothing Left To Lose. Stacked Actors. Of course. (laughs) Worst song. Um, Next year. Ooh. You know what? That song would be a lot better if they didn't have to have... uh, like a million false endings, or mm-hmm. it, like, but up, but up, but up, but up. There's just a lot of yeah. like, there's like one like 32 bar drum fill <laughs> at some point. And it's like, all right, we get it. You guys are friends. Um, <laughs> you think that's what they were trying to prove? <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, Taylor, why don't you play a really long uh, drum fill? And it'll prove to everybody uh, <laughs> how much that I we're care friends. about you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to say the worst song is uh, Learn to Fly. Okay. Sleeper hit. Ooh, I'm going to go with, say it with me, on the count of three. One, two, three. Give me stitches. Skin. Oh. You love Livin' Skin. Ah, it's a great song. It's a good riff. Although, it just barely uh, edges out Gimme Stitches. Gimme Stitches is an awesome this song, This is too. actually a pretty good... Ain't It the Life is a pretty good song. Yeah. I mean, for that type of song, that's what I'd like Ain't to hear. Ain't the life got no crime. I remember reading about this album on the internet beforehand and being like... Ain't it the life, parentheses, got no crime. <laughs> this sounds awesome. This song's about crime. I thought you were going to go with Generator, Tom. You love uh, I, I trickery too. with like talk boxes and stuff. <laughs> the guitar's talking. Oh, no, 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 no. Worst song by far, Breakout. I forgot about Breakout. Oh, That was I, like, we uh, have to write a, ri- a rock single, quick. Yeah. Eh. 
It happens sometimes. It happens to the best of us. I know. Uh, is this boring? Do you think people are getting bored by this? Foo Fighters Week here on the Complete Guide <laughs> to Everything. Continues with no sign of stopping. All right, Tim, one by one. Um, This was like, this was arguably the first album they made as a band, as like a full four-piece band. And, wait, why do you say that? Because the second album, they kicked the drummer out without telling him. Yeah. And the third album, Chris Shiflett didn't record on. Okay, I see what you're saying. So the fourth album was the first time they were like, all right, they're the four members the of this core band. Four, yeah. The classic, the fab, uh, they call them the fab four. Yeah. Um, sat down and they said, we're going to make a record. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be called One by One. And yeah. it's not going to be good. <laughs> but at first they thought it was going to be good, Tom. Well, I think they always think that their albums are going to be good. Yeah, but sometimes they just really miss the mark. This is when stuff kind of started getting like real muddled, right? It was when he was just like, I could just write a rock song real quick. Mm-hmm. But still, some amazing bright points. All My Life, All My Life is apparently their biggest hit, which really? I didn't know until somewhat recently. I like the balls of staying on one chord for like a minute and a half in the yeah. beginning. Yeah, I like it. Um, I mean, that's an arena rocker if you've ever heard one. They almost broke up. They were just going to break up. Yeah. They all hated each other. They recorded the album, and they were like, oh, this isn't good. This is... They decided it wasn't commercially viable, which I would like to hear this original version of this record. Oh, yeah, because they re-recorded it. Yeah, because they left, yeah. and Dave Grohl was like, I'm going to go play drums uh, for uh, Queen of the Stone Stone Age. Age. Yeah. And uh, and they came back. And, and it was kind of understood, like, yeah, this is it. Like, yeah. we're just going to... And then I think Dave Grohl was like, no, we can still make more money, guys. Let's re-record this. We'll, like, make it a little worse. And we'll... Look, I... <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> I was... Also, even if that is the case, I doubt that's how he presented it to them. Yeah. Um, they it was, it was fine. It's fine. What do you think, Tom? Um... Scale... All right. Uh, scale of... No, because I want to rank these records at some point. I'm going to have to look at the whole list to do that. Yeah, we'll have to rank them at the end. Uh, You know what? This was this was the album where, before this album, I think probably when they recorded the first one, that I had won that contest to go see them in L.A. And I <gasps> flew to L.A. by myself, was in L.A. for like one night. I forgot you did that. That yeah. was the weirdest thing you've ever done. Yeah. it was. I was in college. And like got a got a an email or a phone call or something like, oh, you won a contest that he entered, uh, you know, free ticket to see Foo Fires at the Troubadour in L.A., you know, this weekend or whatever. And I had enough airline miles at that time on Southwest because I would fly. Where were you flying all the time? I was flying from Baltimore to uh, to Long Island. It was cheaper than than it was seven dollars more than the bus and cheaper than Amtrak. Wow. So I it was like it was thirty nine dollars. What is that? Way, Southwest Airlines? Yeah. Southwest. You are now free to roam about the yeah. country. It was super cheap and they had a like, you know, uh take ten flights, you get one round trip free or whatever, or like five round trips, you get one free. 
So it's like, well, shit, I got this free round trip. Am I going to use it for this $80 round trip to Long Island? I'm going to go to Los Angeles where the stars are. Yeah. Um, what else did you do while you were in Los Angeles? This is the nothing. I like I stayed. This is typical Tom. <laughs> I stayed in the shittiest hotel. Well, was it worse than the Travel Lodge on Sunset Strip, where I stayed when I was in LA? It might have been the Travel Lodge on Sunset Strip. Oh God, the uh, worst, the worst place I've ever been. The. Uh, the uh, there were no windows in this room. There was a windowless room at the Travel Lodge. <laughs> um, no, I I went for like like a night. I had no time, um, because I think I like went the night before, stayed that day, and then like after the show, just went to the airport, something like that. But I met Weird Al at the show. What? Yeah, he was the nicest guy. That was before, like, the Weird Al Renaissance. Oh, yeah, way before. Yeah. Everybody's uh, like, no, we like him. We weren't laughing at him. Uh, I met uh, Jack Black and Kyle Gass, uh, like, uh, Chad Smith. You keep in touch with any of them? I keep, uh, Tim, I write them every week. Wow. Uh, and they write back? They write back. Wow. This um, is doubly a- surprising. But it was, uh, it was an awesome show, because you've been to a Troubadour, right? Uh yeah, it's yeah. tiny. It's tiny. Uh, I mean, was this before Burfer <laughs> or after you saw them at the Black Cat in D.C. where they played every song they knew how to play? This was before the the infamous Black uh, okay. Cat show, Tim. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. Wait, let's let's go. Uh, the the original Foo Fighters tour. Yeah. Uh, uh I s- did not see them that tour, for the first record. Right. Second record, Color in the Shape tour. Mm-hmm. We went to Roseland. Me and you. We were front row. Front row. Because uh, we waited for hours and hours. Because we were 15. And we're like, why doesn't everybody just wait <laughs> at a concert? <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you come to the venue eight hours before and just sit outside <laughs> in the heat? Um, third record, uh, There's Nothing Left to Lose. They did that thing, that promo, that promotional oh, yeah. thing at HMV Records in New and York we City. Went to that. They played. Uh yeah, and it was like probably a hundred people in that record yeah. store, and they and like they, didn't even move the aisles out of the way or anything. No, they played a, a like a pretty much a full set. Uh, they played yeah. put like forty five minutes and then no. signed all mm-hmm. of our stuff. Yeah, I wonder if I still have that stuff. They had all this like remember they had like it oh, was the yeah. the airplane like airline theme. tickets yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that stuff might be worth money. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we we saw that. You know what mm-hmm. I remember? They so did not have their shit together. They used that song. They used a delay pedal on that song, uh, uh, Aurora. Yeah. And they clearly didn't even know. Like Dave Grohl did not how to. Yeah, know, he didn't know have how it to set use right. A delay pedal at yeah. this point because he, you know, he had only been playing guitar for <laughs> seven years at this point. <laughs> uh, but like, it was a mess. It was like we were watching a band, like a professional platinum selling band, like. Yeah. Just eat shit. Yeah. Just like, and they had to get through it, and they were embarrassed, and it was great. Um, <laughs> and then, all right, so this cycle, you went, you flew to L.A. alone. Uh huh. I don't think I saw him on this tour. Uh, for uh, one by one. Yeah. Well, this was before. Like I said, I think this was like when they made the first one. This was like a one-off. This wasn't a tour. Right. Uh, and they mostly played like Van Halen covers. They brought out a Van Halen cover band and. Uh, 
had like a you know a fake uh, David Lee Roth sing. Hey Tom, mm-hmm. how'd you feel about flying three thousand miles <laughs> to see that? Great, because I met Weird Al. Yeah, that's true. I was uh, that was maybe the most starstruck I've ever been. Yeah, Weird Al's the first CD I ever bought. I bet he's the nicest guy in the he world. He was so nice. Like he he was nice. Uh, I I think it was his wife that he was with. She was super yes. nice. <laughs> Tom, it's me on the Ithe way. Uh, Weird way, Al, <laughs> a Ankovic, yay. Yeah, they're all super nice. Uh, f- best song on One by One? Um, I'm going to have to go with All My Life. Uh, I I would concur with the caveat that the original live version of Come Back was amazing yeah and then i they bet that's on that scrapped yeah, first probably. record that's amazing yeah yeah <laughs> i assume it's amazing <laughs> uh worst song um here's where it gets uh it gets a little hairy for me because mm-hmm. i don't remember a lot of these songs because yeah. i just have not like i don't remember what i remember hating disenchanted lullaby from <laughs> just for the name alone yeah. Uh, Overdrive. How does that go down? Oh, no! Burn Away is on this album? Yeah. That might not just be the worst Foo Fighters song <laughs> on this record. It might be the worst song ever written. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty bad we'll song. We'll burn away, we'll burn away, we'll burn away <laughs> with you. Yeah. Yeah, this is like an album of filler. Yeah. Times Like These was a big hit. Yeah, big hit. What's your what's your worst song? Uh I would say Burn Away. Okay. Uh what's your sleeper? I think we're gonna have the same exact sleeper. Row? Yeah. Yeah. But that was a single too. Yeah, but it's also a stupid song. Yeah. Like you, you can't make heads or tails of it. It's just like <laughs> it's just like a beat and a phaser pedal on the guitar, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh this was a bummer because like beforehand when they were hyping this up, he's like we rock so hard on this <laughs> album. And at the time he was making like this was like around the time of like Probot and stuff, right? Where he was making like metal albums. Yeah, he was stuff. doing cool stuff. So you thought it was gonna be like uh like wacky stuff and Badass, he's like, Have yeah. you ever heard a rock and roll song in seven four? Yeah. And it's like it was times like these. Like the yeah. riff like uh, it wasn't that interesting, Gabriel. <laughs> anyway, uh yeah. It's probably he he came in with that riff and they were like, you know, that's in seven four, right? He's like, really cool. <laughs> no, he knows. If anyone Maybe knows, he David, only knows drums. He's he's the drumming boy that uh, <laughs> that made it to be a guitar playing man. <laughs> yep. Uh, in your honor. Oof, this one's rough. This was <laughs> a their double, double album. Record. Yeah. Uh, and it, it has actually their worst big <laughs> song on it. What what's that, Tim? Uh. Best of You. Oh, I like Best of You. You would like Best of You. Tom, you're what's the wrong with these Johnny Come Lately poser <laughs> Foo Fighters fans. I mean, it's not my favorite song, but uh, but I I do like it. Uh, be- best song on this double album, Tim. Yeah, this is... You this, get one for both. What? Oh, yeah. one for... Because there, there's a... There's, there's 20 songs. No, no. There's a rock album. Yeah. And then the second album... The it's second like disc s- is an acoustic record. Acoustic-ish. Yeah, well, you know yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm 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 taking uh, 
you, we'll do best and worst from each disc, All right. but only one sleeper for the whole thing. Okay. Uh, for the the oh, these this is a <laughs> rough album. I don't even think I need this. Uh, what is what is even the? All right, forget it. For, <laughs> I would say the best. Cold Day in the Sun, the one that Taylor Hawkins sings. Really? No, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, I don't know, Friend of a Friend. What do, What do you like on this? I like Another Round. I think that's actually a really good song. Yeah. It's harmonica and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Man, this first... Uh, hell? Uh, what, what's, uh, how does Hell go? See you in hell. I'm going to go... Just uh, That's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm going to say best of you. Ugh. Oh, maybe resolve. I kind of like resolve. I don't even know what that is. A little bit of resolve. Oh, man. <laughs> this is their broiest, frattiest record yeah. ever. Uh, uh, fake feelings, guys. Fake feelings. All right, should we go to the next album then? <laughs> yeah. What are you just trying to end this? Because we don't know anything. Damn it. We're, we're, we're running over. The, the, the engineer. This was going to be their their vaunted comeback. Echoes, silence, patience, and grace. But instead, it was just more crap. <laughs> I remember we had high hopes for this, Tom. Yeah. We, we were roommates living in Brooklyn at the time, mm-hmm. in Greenpoint. Yeah. Um, th- I saw them on this tour. I didn't. And it was at Madison Square Garden, and they only played songs off this record or Ugh. something. Uh, remember this? Cheer up, boys. Your makeup is right. This is when he, Dave Grohl is in full swing, like, I'm just a rock celebrity now. Yeah. And uh, I'm I... taking pot shots. Yeah. At, at emo. What do you got for the, this, uh, the Pretender's the only song they ever play nowadays off this. Yeah. My favorite song is Stranger Things Have Happened. I don't remember. That's the song with just the metronome. I don't remember it. That sounds interesting. I'll say that's my favorite, too. <laughs> uh, worst song? I don't know. These all kind of stink. You know what? Uh, Stranger Things Have Happened is my favorite and my sleeper. Okay. Uh, Me, too. But honestly... Maybe? I'm going to have to say Summer's End because I don't know what that could be, and it just sounds like it's terrible. Uh, that song's actually not that bad. Oh, Statues uh, is kind of dumb, but it's good. I- I'd say that's my favorite. The piano song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you strangely like that song a lot. All right, Tim. Wasting Light. Tom, can I tell you? Yes. You bought into this album. I still, I'm still bought into it. I like this album. I think that there's their, well, we'll get into the ranking later. You know what bothers me about this record? What's that? They made this documentary about the making of this record slash the whole history of their band. Yeah, that we went to see in a theater. Yeah, and it was like an event, so they beamed it live oh to all these God, theaters. such a, f- yeah. So it was like, you get to watch this documentary about. Uh, Everyone in the world's watching this at the same yeah, time. Yeah, which is fine. Uh, I hate those event things. Well, it was that we're all gonna watch. Everybody's gonna watch this documentary, and then afterwards, they're gonna play their new album in its entirety live. Yeah, and I couldn't care less about them playing their new album yeah. live. I wanted to see this documentary because I know that they got William Goldsmith to sit down. Yeah, 
and talk about how he like got kicked out happened, of the band. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, great, awesome. I'll go to this. Mm-hmm. And you were like, just just listen to the album before you go. It's going to be good. The, the, when they play it front to back live, he's going to go like, he's not going to finish every line of, of words, mm-hmm. of lyrics, so he could go, so Dave Grohl ends every line live. Yeah. So we go to this. The 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 connection craps out during the whole documentary, or during the first half of the documentary, with all the interesting stuff. Picks up for the second half of the documentary. Which is just the making of this album. Which he's like... I built a studio in my garage. We're going back to our route to just making a rock. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. This garage studio had the soundboard from Sound Studio, Sound City in it, yeah. right? Uh, and his garage is bigger than any house you've ever been in. Yeah. They set up trailers and tents outside with catering. Yeah. It was the least rock and roll thing. And then they're like, yeah, man, we're really going to rock it. It had a bunch of special guests or whatever. But then it'd be like, yep, now we're going to do some lead guitar parts. And then it's like Chris Shiflett, their guitar player. Sitting in the control room. (laughs) Sitting in the control room next to Butch Vig in the air conditioning and being like, he'll be like, all right, I'll take it back three measures. Click, 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 click. And he'll be like, and then they'd stop the tape and they'd be like, Dave, what do you think? And Dave would be on his phone or talking to his (laughs) kid and be like, oh, I don't know, play that back again? Uh, Yeah, 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 sounds good. Sounds good. And this was his like, Look, man, we're just getting back to basics and rocking out like four guys in a room. Well, and that was like the, uh, like, oh, we're recording analog, we're recording the tape. But then they still put it through all the bullshit. Like, yeah. it just bothers me. You know what? They got lazy and they're all just cashing in. I don't know. We have a lot more to talk about. Tom, if you think we're wrapping this up right now, <laughs> no, we're not. We'll keep going. Tim. All right. I got word from the engineers we can keep going. Phew. I think I'm getting sick from this microphone cover. Well, I mean, that's your microphone cover. If you're getting sick from anything, it's the old well, germs. maybe your dog was kissing it. My dog doesn't kiss the microphones for, for the last time. Always accusing her of kissing. She. Uh, all right, Tom. Well, we should, since we're talking about live shows, Tim, because I think that that third album, which we, we kind of skipped past, that was... The end of that third album was when I went to the best show I've ever been to in my life, which is the the infamous Black Cat show. Oh, yeah. Not so infamous. I mean, I don't think it's even famous. It's just... <laughs> famous, though. Uh, that doesn't sound right. Uh, we were both in college. I tried to get you to come down because I got two tickets. I forget how I even got two tickets. Yeah. Um, I should have. And I, I think I had like a final the next day. Well, or and I didn't even really know how awesome a show it would have been. So the Black Cat, this was the Black Cat's second location. They're on their third now. Uh, but Dave Grohl was a part owner. So I kind of had an a, like an inkling of like, oh, I think this is gonna be like a good show. Like it's the place that he he owns. It's the place he lives there too, I think. <laughs> he lives there. Uh he only has to walk a few steps from his bed. Pick up his axe. That's guitar, Tom. That's guitar talk. And uh, and uh, rock out. And he'll talk about how much he loves fucking rock and roll. But that was after their third tour. It was the last stop on their tour. Uh, it was you know the the old black hat was like a bar. It wasn't like a venue. 
So it's like you went in. It was just like, oh, here's the bar, and I'm walked in with uh, with my friend Sylvie, and uh, I'm like, oh, this place is cool. Oh, there's the band just sitting at the bar drinking, like just hanging out. Uh, and then you know, the place eventually filled up. Did you uh, did you do a kissing bandit kind of thing where you <laughs> ran up to them and kissed them and ran away? Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a bandit. Said, Sylvie, hand me my Zorro oh. mask. I'm going to do my kissing bandit yeah, routine. Hold my bag. I have some kissing banditry to do. Uh, they took forever to come on. And then when they did, the one guy, I think it was Nate, like he walked on the stage. People started going like, woo. He opened up his uh, uh, guitar case and just took out two giant bottles of vodka and left. And then they were they didn't come out for like another half hour. They're all drunk. They came out and they're like, we just finished our third tour, our third, the tour for our third album. Uh, we're home now. We're going to play every song off all three albums in order. And it was amazing. And they played like a million covers. Wherever you yelled out to them, they'd be like, cool, we'll play it. Uh, they all like hung out afterwards. Chris Shiflett tackled me in the street. Uh, well, that's because you, great uh, you grabbed his girlfriend. <laughs> that was that was not a... Well, Tim, he, he should have known to look he, out for the kissing bandit. Yeah, well, he witnessed an assault in progress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was the best show. It was just it was amazing. They played songs off the first album. They didn't play exact. They played everything else. They played songs. They played Baker Street, which they'd never played live. I asked them to. Uh, oh, you love uh, Baker Street. Who sang that originally? Uh, Jerry Rafferty. Yeah, you love I Jerry love, Rafferty. I love both versions. Love me some Rafferty. That's <laughs> what you're always saying. Yeah. Say, give me some of those Raff riffs. Ooh, riff raff. Raff riffs, though. I flipped it. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah. Oh, Raff as in Rafford. Yeah, okay. and yeah. riffs as in the riffs he made. Yeah. The Saxophone rifts, riffs. The rifts he made Not into, the, in the many of his made friendships. It. No, don't start that rumor up again. Uh, All right. Well, thanks for inviting me to that. I did invite you, Tim. I know. I rubbed in your face for the last 10 years. It's fine. Tom, it's fine. Look, we've all moved on. Not me, Tim. I'm still there. Still in that night. Uh, Wasting Light. Uh, they brought back Pat Smear. Yep. Officially. They were like, we're just going to have everybody in the band now. We're, we have more money than God. Yeah. Sure, well, this was back, after Pat. they put out that live acoustic album. Yeah. Which was, which was decent. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Tom? Mm-hmm. Best song on Wasting Light? Mm, probably White Limo. Yeah, I'm with you. White Limo is an awesome song. They played that the other night. Did they? Yeah. We had to talk about this at the end. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, worst song. Worst song. Oh, I don't know any of these songs. Probably Walk, which you like. Learning to walk <laughs> green. I don't yeah. like it. I just didn't know it for a while. And then I was just like, it's fine. It's harmless. It's dumb. It's like a, a less annoying version of Best of You. Yeah. Hmm. Like is a uh, yeah, sleeper hit. I don't know any of these songs. <laughs> White limo. My sleeper hit is even though it was their first single, "Rope." I like that song. I don't know what that is. Nobody cares about that album. <laughs> <laughs> I think the less said about uh, Sonic Highways, uh, the album, the better, right? Yeah, I don't. You know what? 
I don't know any of these songs. I think I've listened to this album like once. And I was like, oh, that, you know, it wasn't like bad, but it was like, oh, that's what I'd expect. If you make an album that way of like, we're going to like travel and make an album, it's just kind of like gimmicky. Yeah. The documentary series was pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I, I, didn't, w- I saw three episodes and I, it was surprisingly, it's just so unfocused. What are you going to do? Yeah, no, I saw that first uh, episode, and I really liked it. And I just don't know why I haven't gone back and watched the other ones. Because that first one, I think, was Chicago. Yeah. And uh, I liked it. And like that was like... Uh, they talked s- to Steve Albini. This is the dichotomy of uh, Dave Grohl. Yeah. So weird that like he makes like... He's churning out the worst <laughs> fist-pumping arena rock... Like lazy. It's not the music. worst. There's way worse. No, this is the worst because people still go. Like, what's worse <laughs> that like arena rock played in arenas right now? What's worse then, or what's worse in that uh, arena? Like right now, I'm saying like the new stuff like U 2s doing is worse than. No, I don't think so. Tim, just I don't know. I don't listen to that Tim either. Tim Cook gave you that album for free. Doesn't mean you have to like it. Oh yeah, Tom. It's not impolite to say don't you don't like tell it. Tell everybody that I get these kinds of gifts. People will think we're getting kickbacks here. Yeah. What I the 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 mutually beneficial business relationship I have with Tim Cook. <laughs> you get promoted no, on iTunes sh- once in a while, sh- and he gives you a free album. Yeah. Or you do this show and he gives you a free album once in a while. Tom, let's just not. Let's not get into the specifics of the deal. But, and then, like, he also gets to call upon all of his, like, celebrity friends. Credible, like, oh, yeah. Guys like Steve Albini. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, you never see Steve Albini sit down for an extensive interview that I know of, like, on camera, at least. Oh, well, there's, yeah, because there's. Mostly just because there's like not enough interest to do like a, no there isn't him but I doubt not he, to do like it's a weird vent because like you what do else a documentary on anything yeah Steve Albini of course you can then why hasn't there been one because I bet I doubt he will sit for somebody to do a documentary about him yeah I mean it seems like they throw a crap ton of money at his studio to yeah. like be even like, oh, so we're I feel like everybody feels like indebted to Dave like Dave Grohl does legitimately seem like the nicest guy in the world, right? I'll tell that to William Goldsmith. I thought you were talking about William Golding, uh, author of <laughs> Lord of the Flies. Tell that to him, too. Yeah, he was assigned that book in 10th grade. And refused to read it. Dropped out of school instead. Um, oh, I forgot I saw them when they toured with Red Hot Chili Peppers in Baltimore, too. Ugh. That was a weird show. It was in like a, it was in a hockey rink in Baltimore that I hadn't heard about before and haven't heard about since. I don't know what this arena was. It was big. They erected a hockey rink for one. No, I one think, night of the- I think it was like some some like team they used to have decades ago. And they like just dusted off the mothballs and were like, "All right." Was the ice still frozen? No, it had all melted. Uh-huh. Yeah, probably <laughs> there was, was abandoned. A, there was a three three inches of water the whole the whole way around. Sounds about right. Uh, Here's the thing, Foo Fighters they just want to be crowd pleasers now. They well yeah that that's and that's ultimately their problem is that they're trying to make everybody happy all the time. And you know what? 
except for curmudgeons like me, mm-hmm. I think it's working. Oh, I, it, I know it's working. Look at how many people were at this show. I don't begrudge. Let, let me make this clear. Mm-hmm. I don't begrudge them for anything they do. I just jumped off the ship, uh, except when they come around, and I'll just be upset that everybody. Uh, <laughs> Everybody else is there. It just seems like I always say that I don't get bummed out when bands break up. Yeah, because it's like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, they, they still got they their had, old albums. They had their their. Um. So why am I so mad that the Foo Fighters became a band that I don't like? Can I just cherish the old stuff? They're ruining your childhood, Tim. I think it's because you, you, or or at least I can speak for myself. Uh. I know that there's potential there to like still do. Yeah, but I don't care. I don't need Dave Grohl to write a good song again. Yeah, there are other. There's a million other songs, bands you know? that I love now. Mm. You know, I that mean, are like does. putting out great stuff. Well, still. the thing is, I think this is what it is, Tim. That it's a, it's the tease of like every album still has at least one good song on it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that that little spark is still there. That's how you, they. <laughs> Keep stringing you along, Tim. Yeah, it's fine. But that's Neil Young now, too. You yeah. know, like, I've learned to stop listening to Neil Young records and, like, just ask, you know, my yeah, uncle, what's the worthwhile that, song? You still bought that Pono. Tom, you don't understand the difference in quality. Make your eyes we should, bug we, out of your we head. We should put this out in Pono format, Tim. This, uh, Tom... Yeah. I thought we agreed six months ago that this was a Pono exclusive. That all our episodes should be completely lossless. Yeah. They'll be Otherwise, like a, how would anybody know? A hundred gigabyte each. Yeah. And you can hear everything. How would anybody know what we're saying if it wasn't? No. You've been flipping that switch that's oh, just Pono yeah, yeah, only yeah. when we pon- upload pon- these, right? Ponly. Ponly. It says. There is a typo. It's a misprint. So we went and saw the Foo Fighters mm-hmm. uh, last week. At uh, City Field. Tom, yeah, you graciously did you buy me a ticket? Why? No, How no, did no. This you were my guest, Tim. Oh, okay. I was given uh, two tickets for Christmas. Ooh, uh, Christmas, Christmas. I know what so that's it, was, about. it was that. <laughs> it was that long ago, uh, and I uh, I forgot until uh, this week that it was this week. But of course, you were going to be. Who else would I ask? Thanks, Tom. But, I don't know. It's silver. The, Who did you take the other one? <laughs> the, the original uh, Weird Al Yankovic. The the first Foo Fighters poser, Tim. No, 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 Tom. <laughs> oh, no, 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 You're I'm the sorry. first poser. <laughs> I'm the first poser. Yours are. Uh, I, I I I invited you in hopes that you would finally see me not as a poser. It worked, because like me and you were the oldest school fans there, man. Oh, by far. Uh. These are my notes. They have a keyboard player now? Mm-hmm. But he's not like, he's a touring keyboard player. Yeah. But I think he plays keyboards on the album. I, he's probably in the band. Who knows? Who knows? He's a handsome guy. Dave Grohl has been playing guitar <laughs> in a band, in a very successful band for 20 years now. Yeah. He took like a guitar solo. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't spend the last 20 years like trying to get like a little good at the guitar or or just pick some stuff up yeah which is fine if you want to be you know like uh you know like the ramones didn't become like guitar virtuosos but don't take solos then yeah like did then be and that was the type of music he's writing songs that have like guitar solos in them yeah 
He's just like, yeah, Chris, I'll do it. I and don't that was the thing in the, in the in the first album. That was kind of like I remember the press was kind of like there are no guitars. There's one guitar solo, and it's not me. Yeah. This isn't that kind of thing. Greg Dully of yeah. the Afghan Wigs. Um, every song they play is an extended version of the song. Uh, yeah. Every time they hit the bridge, they're going fine. Don't want to be your monkey. And then about to get to the bridge. Hey, everybody. Here we are in New York fucking city playing some fucking rock and fucking roll. You know... I've been around a lot of these fucking cities all around. Hey, in all those fucking cities, they fucking rock. I'm not saying these fucking cities don't fucking rock. But I will tell you one thing. Nobody. No, nobody. Fucking. Nobody fucking rocks as. Nobody rocks as fucking hard as you motherfuckers here in New York fucking city. Now, I want to hear you guys sing this next fucking word, uh, verse with me. One last thing before. Uh, he didn't even scream that part. No. Anyway, he says the F word. Are you going to bleep all those, Tom? No. <laughs> We're an hour and 15 into the show. People, yeah. if they're in this long, they're adults. Yeah. And they know how to handle themselves. That's what a foofa. Like, but there were children at the show. He does say the F word that much, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's uh, what is his deal? And he's always chewing gum. <laughs> Tim, now you just sound like an old fart. He is always chewing gum. He is always chewing gum, which is weird. Well, I guess it uh, helps salivate him. Ew, you don't <laughs> salivate somebody. <laughs> you can't. A man like him. Salivate isn't something you do to something. A man like him has somebody salivate him. <laughs> um, he, had a, he had his broken leg, so he had his uh, throne. Yeah, that was the best thing that ever happened. That re- revived that tour. He's got all this It did kind now. of like, yeah, add a little something. Yeah. Like, I thought I wouldn't like it because it's like I already heard the story and everything, but it was kind of cool. Uh, they do a thing where he introduced the band and they all play a snippet of a song. Yeah, like a they, cover. Yeah. And nobody says anything. You know, <laughs> nobody's allowed to talk. Nobody gets a microphone. And then he's like, and on drums, Taylor Hawkins. And then he has a 15-minute conversation with, with the drummer. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, what next three songs do you want to play? Uh, My Hero Acoustic is the most boring thing I've ever seen. Tom, I got up to leave. I went to Shake Shack. I got a burger. Yeah, you were I gone for a while. Yeah, I came back. You were back. gone for a while, and the song was still going on. Yeah, I was gone for like 25 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. I think they played eight songs in like three and a half hours that night. No, the thing was, they played like 30 songs. If you look at that set list, I mean, if you're including like the little snippets. But yeah, they've got so many songs where it's like, let's take this four-minute song, turn it into a 12-minute version, not by making it more interesting, just by stretching out the bridge. And screaming about how fucking rock and roll New York City is. Yeah, and uh, because there are, I remember old tours where they would change things up. And I get, like, if you're on tour, you want to change things up, you're fucking sick of playing these songs. They change things up the same way every night. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, it's, and there were... Things that they did where it's like, oh, they did this when I saw them 10 years ago. The same like little, you know, riff on the ending of uh, the song. And uh, just don't, I don't know, don't do that. Play. And they've got t- 
tons of hits. So it's like, well, you don't have well, to stretch. Or you could stretch. just play more from the first record, guys. Well, that would be ideal. But it's like, no, you've got tons of hits. Play play some of the other hits. Be more like the Jits. Exactly. That's why I'm telling everybody. Uh, no, but that would actually be a fun... I mean, a lot of other bands do this. Billy Joel does it. Where <laughs> you've got your set. You play a long set. You've got your set. You've got the hits. But every night you sprinkle in a few deep cuts. Yeah. And then it makes every show a little bit different. People hear something. They're a well-oiled machine, man. Every, they're a paycheck band right now. And that's yeah. great. That's great for them. But also, I don't really care. I don't know. That was a fun show, though. I it got, was fun. I got too drunk, Tom. I got drunker. Well, I drank the equivalent of a six-pack of beer. And I'm not a big guy mm-hmm. in a couple hours. Um, I don't remember. And I don't think he would eat anything. Yeah, until that Shake Shack burger. But oh, by yeah. that point, it was too late. Uh huh. I was trying to mitigate the damage. <sighs> I, wish I had eaten something there. Tom, <laughs> Shake Shack was empty I know. during my Hero Acoustic because everybody was like, "Ooh, well, it's we so, have to go see it. so tender." Well, there's this the Lilith Fair. Is what I said. <laughs> You're like, what? Was it the Lilith Fair? I'm gonna go get a burger. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, give me extra meat in that burger. I ain't no vegetarian. Uh, I will give them credit for this. Uh, and the last few times, I hadn't seen them in a while, uh, that they didn't play the acoustic version of Everlong, at least. Yeah. They open with Everlong, and they open with the real version, which is great. Can we close with my... Hero? Uh, my hero acoustic. My theory of okay. when the Foo Fighters went south, other than... Uh, when we pointed it out. Yeah. Well, uh, I I can pinpoint the second the moment. the moment it happened. Okay. The Howard Stern show. Never acoustic. At the second, who was it? Jackie the Joke Man when Dave Grohl had his guitar there mm-hmm. doing an interview and it's like, "What should I play? What should I play?" And he goes, "Do have along." He's either Fred or Jackie the Joke Man. Uh-huh. "Do have along." Yeah. He's like, and you could hear him be like, oh, "I don't know how to do that." And he figured out exactly, and he was like, "Oh, this is my this is gonna be my shtick for the next twenty years." Oh, wait, years. I can just play these songs, uh, like. But not even that, not even that. Just the way he played it, it like Everlong acoustic, oddly, is like the precursor to like the best of you style, of like. Yeah, I could see that. Like just kind of that vibe, just kind of that rocking, but like emotional, but, not too but like yeah. So you blame their downfall on Jackie the Joke Man Martling? Yeah, Jackie yeah. the Joke Man Martling. Thanks he's, a lot, Jackie. He's not on Howard Stern anymore, No, right? he left like, shortly not, there like after 10 years, I, 20 oh, yeah, years, 15 like years. a contract dispute. What does he do now, Tim? I, yeah. I know he used to have, like, a late-night TV. They'd sell uh, DVDs of him, like, oh, yeah. here, here are some filthy jokes. I don't know. He must have royalties on something, because I bet he's... On on Stern? You, you can't know. get royalties on old radio shows. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I gotta go meet my accountant. Um, Tom, do you have any parting words about the... Tom, I like the food. I love the Foo Fighters. Well, I wish you had told them that when you had the chance the other night. I know. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it was a good show. Like, uh, and as far as, like, uh, 
I and honestly, I couldn't think of a band that I would want to see in that venue nowadays. You know. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that type of band is uh, going the way of the da- the dinosaur, the Davisaur. Uh, Maybe if they'd clean themselves up a little and not chew gum on stage. Yeah, it just seems disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got to say, Tim. This the is the this is the strangest episode of this show we've ever done, Tom. Yeah, it's long. It's boring, probably. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it uh, it was us criticizing a thing that we both said we love. Yeah. I think the love came through. We uh, uh, we we cl- very clearly care. Yes, we we criticize because we care. You know what we should do? Maybe I shouldn't make the promise of this on on the thing. We should make uh like a Spotify or Apple Music uh, playlist of uh what we think are the best songs. Yeah, I'll do that. I do that on the bus ride home <laughs> tonight. All right, then All right, look for those on tcgt.com, where you can find that and more. Including, um, what else? What else? <laughs> our email address, the complete guide to everything at gmail.com, a link to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash complete guide, a link to our Twitter at complete guide, a link to my Twitter, maybe at Tom Reynolds. I'm at your pal Tim. Uh, a link to our Patreon, which is tcgt.com slash pledge where you can help support the show and get a bunch of cool stuff in return. This for example... Week, yeah, this week's episode of Amazing Facts, mm-hmm. exclusive, Patreon exclusive, is about U.S. presidents, kind of. So, Tim, that means this isn't Foo Fighters Week. If uh, Well, it's only Foo Fighters Week on the complete guide to everything, yeah. not on Amazing Facts. I kind of wanted to make it both. I forgot that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, our Amazon link, tcgta.com slash Amazon. Go buy the first Foo Fighters record on vinyl at TCGTE. You just got that recently. Yeah, it's great. tcgte.com slash Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you buy it... Uh, through Amazon and send Tom the receipt, he'll reimburse you for That's it. That's not true. What? No. No? No. Well, if you and also if you send it to Tom. <laughs> nope. Tom, what's your home address? Oh, they have to mail it to me? Yeah. Uh, what else? 1616 Mockingbird, Mockingbird Lane. Lane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh I'm uh a subleasing from the Munsters. <laughs> right, I think that's go. all the stuff, Tim. Tom I feel like we did it. We can end the show now. Last episode ever. Yeah. This is the end. This we've finally reached the 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 complete. complete yeah, we guide. covered it all. And just like uh, like uh, Foo Fighters playing uh, an older song, just when you think it's over, it keeps going. Yeah, it just keeps going. It's like wow, this is a really long version of a thing. It's really worn out. It's welcome. See you next week.